When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's, it's, it's time to talk that talk, and we talk it like no one else. This is the stinking truth. Now, here's your host, Mark Schlereth. Hey, welcome into the Stinking Truth Podcast. Mark Slurred alongside Mike Evans. It's a week six matchup podcast right now, plus our moneymaker picks. Took one on the chin last week, about ready to rectify that this week. Don't you little wry smile over there. That's what I hate about you. Of the many, of the list of many things that I hate about you, that's one of them yeah. that's on the list. That that that, that little shitty grin. Yeah, that, right. That, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. I'm on the comeback trail. That's right. You are the uh, you are the Patriots down twenty eight to three, and I'm the Falcons. So, um, all right. Well, that's all. We'll see how it ends. Uh, we'll, we'll see, see if ends. the uh, we'll see if the Falcons can hold you off this time. We'll see if they decide to run the ball. Yeah, run the ball, all Kyle right. Shanahan. Run the ball. We'll get to Kyle. Kyle's got it rolling right now, but. We like to joke here in Denver yeah. that Chargers going to charge him. Right. Right? Right. Well, you've made it pretty clear in the early part of this season that you think Cowboys going to Cowboy. Yeah. So now we got Cowboys and Chargers. Right. <laughs> so who's going to be able to uh, do it less? All Chargers right. going to yeah. Charger or Cowboys going to Cowboy they, less? You can take this one to the bank. All right? Just mark it down. Write it down. This damn thing ends in a tie. That's, that's going to end in a tie. Neither of these guys. I happen to feel like maybe Brandon Staley wants to get fired. Maybe he's so sick of working for the Chargers because some of the ridiculousness of him going for it on fourth down and his own 24 and this, that, and the other, like he's trying to lose games. And in spite of that, he still finds a way to win games. There's a couple guys on the Chargers that, I mean, I think you have to look at. Bose is a guy that everybody talks about. You know, Khalil Mack, last last time he played, had six sacks Look in at a this game. game's already giving him a yeah. headache. He's six, like, oh, i got to talk about this game, and it's giving me a headache. Yeah, six <laughs> sacks in that game. Like, like he, he automatically went to the Pro Bowl. Like, you just sent him to the Pro Remember, he played the Broncos years ago when he was with the Raiders and got six sacks in that game here in Denver. Michael Schofield was yes, the, the tackle. Straight to the straight to the uh, straight to the Pro Bowl. He just went straight to the Pro Bowl after a game like that. I, I will say this: one of my favorite players in the National Football League to watch play. Um, and this doesn't happen very often when I talk about wide receivers being my favorite players because most of the time I don't like them, um, but. Uh, Keenan Allen's one of my favorite players. Big, strong, uh, sets a tone, physical, takes no crap off nobody. Um, and he is just one of those guys that you look at the way he plays. He's just a phenomenal football player, really sets a tone for that offense. And 
Um, you know, he's just one of those guys that I love to watch play. I think he's that good. And then, you know, when we talk about this Dallas Cowboys team, like Dak Prescott is really good when there's nothing on the line or when they're playing a subpar talent football team. But when they need Dak Prescott to go out and win, you know, against a good defense, it just seems like he's just not that guy. And, you know, Jerry Jones, I want to ask you this. Um, Jerry Jones came out and basically said, hey, listen, I still believe that Dak, you know, is the guy that can, you know, win us a Super Bowl or, or be the starting quarterback. Like, we say this all the time. Our buddy Joel Klatt, who comes on with yeah. us, says it all the time. The confetti test. Like, can you, if you close your eyes, if you're a Dallas Cowboy fan, and you close your eyes, can you picture confetti falling on Dak Prescott's head as he wins, you know, as he's the Super Bowl MVP um, and leads the Dallas Cowboys to a a championship. Can it's you hard. picture? Can you picture it's that? It's hard, but also right now, I, I think it's hard to imagine that happening with Justin Herbert. You know, you just got these two teams that just. When you think about trying to win a Super Bowl, right? You got to really, you got to, you got to show an ability to grind. You got to show an ability to, to really be able to handle. You know what it's like to win Super Bowls, three of them. You got to be able to deal with adversity, and, and these guys just both these teams that w- when adversity presents itself, they just seem to kind of get you know pushed back by it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that that's. I mean, I, I don't know that it's a quarterback thing. I don't. I think it's a. I think it's a team thing. Like yeah, I think you got to have the right team, and um, you know, it's one thing. I mean, I, I I just think that talent can take you so far, but when you get to when you get to that. When you get to that stage, it's not great quarterbacks that win championships or what. It's great teams, and um, and you know you could sit there and talk. We joked about the Atlanta Falcons and and you know Tom Brady and the Patriots, but um, you know there was a formation that resulted in a sack. There was you know you're going for it and you're throwing the ball and you're not eating up clock. And there was a lot of things that just weren't Brady esque that led to that major comeback down 28 to three. There were a lot of self-inflicted wounds, if you will, um, administered by the Atlanta Falcons. And and so, yeah, but I mean, that whole team, that whole team had a mental toughness about them that I think is required when you get to playoff time. Well, you, you think about Belichick back when he was a good coach and, um, <laughs> you, you know, I think, I think his philosophy was that a lot of times did, look, did he forget to coach how to coach as he washed up? Uh, did he forget how to coach? Yeah. Uh, go ahead. Uh, his but, philosophy. But the idea was, is that maybe more football games are lost than one. Right. Yeah. And just sometimes a lot of times just, just, be mentally tough, hang in there, mm-hmm. and wait for the other guy to make a mistake, right? And I, I think that sometimes you look at teams like the Chargers, Dallas, and there's probably some other teams that, that come to mind too, that they get into that position where they just can't help but make that mistake that ends up costing them a game. Isn't, that, isn't it sad? Like for me, being that we live here in Denver, and I'll just sidetrack us for a second, I get information from inside the Jets' locker room that the Jets were saying the thing about Denver is that we know if we force them into a mistake that they're going to crumble. Like eventually the Broncos just be like, oh gosh, here we go again. The Jets, the, the, the sad sack Jets with Zach Wilson 
that haven't won a championship since Joe Willie Namath was in the league. It's It's got to be six decades since they've won something. The sad sack Jets are saying, we knew that if, the Bron- if we just forced the Broncos into a mistake or two, they would crumble. They would take a dump in their helmets like they always do, and they'd be over. Dude, the, the Jets are saying that about you. Well, and I would... I would bet that there are plenty of teams that play the Chargers and Cowboys that feel no. the same way. Yeah. That ultimately. They're front runners. They're front runners. And as soon as you put the pressure on them, yep. they're going to crumble and make mistakes. And like, But it just, it hurt my heart because we used to say it about teams. Like, we used to say that all the time about different teams. Like, oh, yeah, weather the storm. Once, once we force them into a couple mistakes, the Raiders, they will roll over, you know, they will just roll over uh, the Raiders. And, you know, they'll just give it up. The Raiders. So that's that's <laughs> what we used about? to say. Yeah, that's what we used to say all the time about the Raiders. Ah, okay, yeah. okay, okay. I was having a hard time figuring out what team you were talking about. Yeah, San Francisco's looking like a team that that's wow. got that mental toughness. Yeah. And and Mark, I know it's it's still early. They're five and zero. They're getting ready to go to Cleveland. But at what point do we start talking about when is this team going to lose? Because you you look at the the schedule coming up. The Browns. Mm-hmm. They go to the Vikings. They have the Bengals, but they're at home. They go to the Jaguars. They got Tampa at home. They go to Seattle. Maybe you got to wait until December 3rd when they go to the Eagles, Philly, to find a game where, hey, maybe San Francisco will suffer their first loss. Man, they went on a run last year. Remember last year they started off and and then they go on a run. Um because they started off earlier, they lost a couple of games. They lost Chicago. I think they made at one point they were three and four when they rattled off twelve straight wins or something like that. Um, that was last year. They're a damn good football team. Now here's going to be the interesting thing this weekend with Cleveland. Cleveland is legit defensively. They are legit. Like they are big, strong, physical, can run. They've got guys on the back end that can cover. You know, uh, guys like Denzel Ward that can play. They're front four. They can rush the passer. They can play the run. And I have happened to to do a couple of games that have followed Cleveland games um, where Cleveland just dismantled people, just dismantled other people's offenses. So um, that's going to be interesting. I think the thing that really intrigues me about the 49ers, though, Mike, is when you watch them, their ability – to get guys in wide open space with the ability to catch the ball, turn, and still have five yards to operate before anybody is going to come into contact with him. Then they've got guys like George Kittle, like Debo Samuel, like Brent, uh, Brandon Ayuk, like you know, like Kyle Juszczyk, guys that will can juke you but can run right over the top of you as well. And, and their ability to do that through a game-planning standpoint – one of the things that I constantly talk about with Kyle Shanahan is his ability to get his guys in the passing game and the running game um, with the ball in their hand in space. And one of the things he does in the run game that I think is so unique is through motions and through formations and through shifts and through all the things they do, they get the defense moving and then through snap count. And snap count is a big weapon. And I always think a snap count, the weapon is you know, the, the cadence, right? So blue 80, blue 80, and it's, you know, hard counts. Hut, hut, 
you know, and it's whatever. So you're trying to you're trying to give you a rhythmic cadence, so your offensive line can jump the cadence, so your players can jump the cadence, but also a rhythmic cadence that where you can draw people off sides and you can keep them off balance. But that's not where they use cadence to their advantage. They use cadence to their advantage to snap the ball when somebody's in motion and give them an eight-inch advantage on a blocking angle. So you're you're like you you shift and you get linebackers to boss over strong, right? Backers over strong. That's what we call bossing. That linebacker bossed. So he moved, you know, one gap strong, one gap strength-wise. Then all of a sudden you jet motion across, and before that guy crosses the ball, right? So here's the ball. Before he crosses the ball, we snap it. Well, the guy bossed over. So we snap it, and now instantly that guy runs out here, does whatever, but you've got six or eight inches of an angle, if you're an offensive lineman, to that middle linebacker. So I've essentially, before they can readjust the formation or readjust their strength call based on the motion, you've already trapped them on the opposite side of the ball. And so now all of a sudden we get a wide angle play out there and you know, and it is, it's it's just wide open And edges. for an offensive lineman, what kind of advantage does that give you? Well, Six to eight inch angle like that? Oh, it's it's huge because now I've already, cu- I've already cut you off. I'm forcing you to either bubble way over the top. So even if you make the tackle, I don't give a crap. We just got nine yards. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Or run underneath. And you run underneath and I stop you there. Whoop, that's out the gate. That's running backs on safeties. And here's the, here's the rule. If my safety brings down my running back in wide open space, I need a new running back. That's the rule. And they are tremendous in the way they devise their game plan and, and attack people. All right, way. so we'll see how that uh, Cleveland defense uh, holds up. We'll also find out if Deshaun Watson plays um, because that's been kind of weird. He, he had a shoulder or something. He had a shoulder, Maybe but. He should get a massage. Well, what? I mean, I, think, I heard massage is good for stuff like that. Sure, you can find somebody. I'm um, I'm speechless right now. I don't know what to say. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm just saying you I, could. You could. You could. Yes, yes, you could. But just, um, I'm just saying I got it's, an, it's I got an important nothing. aspect. Let's move of, along. Okay. Let's move All along right. to the next game. Uh, we've got Philly and the Jets. You know what you're gonna get from Philly, right? I think the big question out there is that even without Aaron Rodgers, did the Jets show enough last week? That makes you think they can still compete for the playoffs. Oh man! Without Aaron Rodgers, the way they run the ball, Brees Hall. Now again, it was against the Broncos, so you've got to kind of take some of that with a grain of salt. Broncos just completed a three-week stretch, three-game stretch where they gave up more yards rushing than in any other three-game stretch in Denver Bronco history. Yeah, they they're giving up right now 245 yards per game. Um, shit through a goose. You ever been on a golf course with a goose poop? Yeah, that's the Broncos defense. So, but I, I will tell you this: when you're talking about um, Quincy Williams and Quinnen Williams, and you're talking about C.J. Mosley and Sauce Gardner and the players that the Jets have on the defensive side of the ball, they are exceptional. And then if you can run the ball the way they've run the ball this year, it's amazing how much pressure you'll take off Zach Wilson. And, you know, Zach seems to have, have dropped the headband, and um, he's actually playing better football. 
And there was a there was a rallying cry last week when they beat the Broncos with their you know their offense coordinator um, and, and you know Nathaniel Hackett or Nate Hackett and whatever he's going by now. Have you noticed how many people have kind of changed the pronunciations of their names or whatever? Maybe we just always got it wrong, but all of a sudden, maybe just because I'm in a different stadium every weekend. And you're like, guys, you talked, the guys you've called a certain thing for the last four years, all of a sudden, they have a different pronunciation yeah. of their name. What do you think that is? I think it's been mispronounced their whole lives, and they've never said anything about it. And then finally, you know, the PR staff asked them, here's what I'd like them to do. Some teams do this. This is really cool. They get every guy in front of a camera and say, pronounce your name. And so I would sit in front and I'd go, Mark Schlereth. It's not Schlereth, it's Mark Schlereth. It happened to me, year three, you know, I go to the Pro Bowl, and the next thing I know, everybody wants to talk to me, right? And somebody asked me, actually, how do you say your name? And I go, well, it's it's Schlereth, it's not Schlereth, it's Schlereth. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, this guy changed, he goes to the Pro Bowl, he changes his name. With the, the <laughs> wow, right? No, it's never been pronounced right. So, yeah. What a so, diva. Yeah, exactly, what a diva. Um so I think that's I think that's the uh, you know I think that's what's kind of going on right now. But from a PR staff department, why don't you just put every guy in front of a camera? You go on your website, you know, you go on to AtlantaFalcons.com and you watch the guys pronounce their name. What it helped a lot we with from, Albert o- Yeah, it helped a lot, especially for Kevin Harlan. Yeah, um, but it, we went from like uh, like Janu Smith forever. It's Janu Smith. This year it's Janu Smith. Hmm. It was Janu Smith from from. Ever since he got in the league. And he's been in the league for a long time. Now it's Janu Smith. Well, I know he was always Nathaniel Hackett. And then the broadcast came out the other day. And it was, it was Nate kept, Hackett. It was Nate. Nate. Nate Dog. They, they call him Nate Dog. And they kept saying Nate. I'm like, all right, that, they just did that once. And then he kept doing it. I'm like, when right. did he become Nate Hackett? Yeah. He was always Nathaniel Hackett. but He uh, was the artist formerly known as Nathaniel. I guess so. Yeah, I guess now so. He's, he's, re- Nate. he's reinventing himself. Yeah. But, uh, all right, so we'll find out with the uh, Jets what they're made of. Uh, Philadelphia is. Uh, well, Philadelphia. Philadelphia is. Yes. Yeah. They're like you I love like, talking about Philadelphia. Well, I love I love one. I love their offensive line. I love the, how their their offensive line and their plays defensive line. and their defensive line is outstanding. Um, but they are they are like you talk about loaded from top to bottom. Uh, Hertz just had his fifth career game with three hundred yards passing and over fifty yards rushing. Um, he just like he just continues to do things. AJ Brown is a beast. Dallas Goddard is the best tight end in football that nobody talks about. Like he's just he's just top notch. They're a damn good football team. Jalen Carter has got. I did dude. The guy had. I, I just was reading a stat because I'm doing the Houston game about rookies and pressures. The dude's got more pressures than any other rookie. It's, it's like it's insane. So I'm I'm telling you what Howie Roseman tip of the cap. I'll just give it to him right here. Tip of the cap, Howie Roseman. Um, he's he's continuing to put together an unbelievable roster. Um, and so, anyhow, what, what are you going to say? Who would really you, good. right now, we're just a, a just a tick past the quarter pole. Uh-huh. Well, I guess we're kind of at the quarter. Yeah, a little tick past the quarter pole. Who would be your NFL MVP right now? Ooh, I hadn't even thought about that. NFL MVP. So um, you got a quick short list. You got uh, Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy, Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts. I mean, Mahomes. You're always going to put up there. Um, I, you know, I'm any real that. football players? I was just getting ready to ask you: Is there any, anybody who's a non Christian McCaffrey? Christian McCaffrey. Uh, Christian McCaffrey would be right up there. We need to. We need like real football players in there. 
Mm -hmm. any, any receivers? Any receivers? Is there a receiver? Oh man, um, Justin Jefferson he just got hurt. Yeah, Miami, yeah. he's going to be out for a while. But they weren't playing well. No, they're not winning enough games. Um, what did they won one game? Um, any, yeah. Anybody else? Anybody else? Nick, help me out. Or if you want to go with a defensive guy, I mean, <laughs> the chance of a defensive guy winning the MVP. <laughs> but if you if if you could nominate somebody, don't be shy. If you want to put mm -hmm. a defensive guy up there, go ahead. Um, I would love to see that that award be diversified to a guy like Christian McCaffrey or a guy who is putting up a huge percentage of a team's offense or who is a big-time problem on the defensive side of the ball. Um, and, like, you always – you always I look at that stuff, and I think that that stuff is really – important and but you know i mean i just know how the league works it'll just go to a quarterback all right so purdy hurts mahomes yeah i don't like any of them uh i like purdy um i actually like them all but i'm going to go right now christian mccaffrey okay all right I think he's a huge part of that offense interesting game for me i'm, I'm curious to see this one tampa yeah. bay and detroit mm. for a couple of reasons one for detroit you know now they're they're starting to enter that Favored, right? Bully, mm -hmm. expectation. Yeah. Go out on the road. Show that you're, you know, able to go out on the road and and take care of business yeah. against a Tampa team that has been a, a pleasant surprise with Baker Mayfield. It really has. Baker's actually played pretty well. Um, I just uh, I just dug through because I have the Saints this weekend, so I dug through that Tampa Saints game um, last night, and and Baker is Baker's playing pretty well now. A couple of explosive plays. They had three or four explosive plays. They had a 26-yarder, 32-yarder, 42-yarder, and two 18-yard outs. Um, those were their five ex uh, the 18 yards. Some people wouldn't qualify that. Some people qualify an explosive pass play as 17 and above. Mo I would say the majority of teams probably cl uh, classified as 20 yards and above. So if you, if, But if you take out the five explosives, um, you know, he had 100 yards passing. If you take out, you know, those two 18 yarders and just give him three explosives. Um, he had about 140 yards passing. He ended up with like 249 or something like that. Um, but he actually, he's actually playing well. And I, I'll tell you the other thing he's doing really well is when things break down, man, he's making smart decisions, whether he throws it on the run or whether he just scrambles for first downs, he's making smart decisions. Um, I can see, I can see why Baker has, uh, I, I can see why guys like to play with him. He's got some sauce to him, you know. He's dude, got he's yeah, got a he's good got dude, dude quality. Yeah. He's got, he's yeah. got a good dude quality. Um, I will say this: Tampa Bay's defense, man, is they're really good. Um, Shaq Barrett's a, a really good player. The the two inside linebackers with Levante David and Devin White are phenomenal. Um, Antoine Winfield Jr. at the safety position is a freaking beast. Um, they're really, they're really good. I think Todd Bowles, their head coach, does a great job of game planning defensively for them. But I think it is time for us when we talk about Detroit, and you know, sitting down with Dan Campbell and texting with Dan Campbell, he'll he'll tell you the the best group I have is my offensive line. That's where we've invested money. Um, the best player on my football team. You know, everybody will talk about Aiden Hutchinson. Everybody will talk about you know some of the other guys on there. The you know um, running backs and, and receivers. The best player on our on our team is Panay Sewell. 
He's the best player on our team, and he's a physical specimen, man. He's a freak show. Um, but they want a dominant line of scrimmage. They want to win that way. Um, and at some point, and I'm serious about this, do yourself a favor. Just Google, like, quarterback statistics. And go look for over the last two years, Jared Goff will be in the top top 10 to, to top 5 of every statistical category there is. The guy is an elite quarterback right now in the league, a guy that they didn't want in the Rams anymore, that they that they tossed away, and he is essentially playing at an elite level. Is there an asterisk beside that, though? I was just going to bring this okay, up, okay? Because here's, here's my argument, then, that this home road thing, is this a is this a thing? Because last year, yeah, you look at the numbers, Jerry Goff, 29 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. Mm. Wow. 23 and 3 at home, just 6 and 4 on the road. Yeah. 6 touchdowns, 4 interceptions. This year, 7 touchdowns, 2 interceptions at home, 2 touchdowns, 1 interception on the road. How many road games have they had? Not yeah. as many. Okay. But I gave you the numbers last year, right. which was an even split. Right. So they go to Tampa this week. Is is that a thing that you need to see change yeah, well, a little it, bit? It's always hard. It's always hard when you're on the road, right? It's always hard. And remember, last year they started off like one and six, and then they caught fire about halfway through the year last year. So you know, it's like it's like when you put quarterback wins as a quarterback. Like, that's a quarterback statistic, which I would tell you that's garbage. You can't put quarterback wins as a quarterback statistic. Like, the team wins football games. So, you know, I mean, I'll go back to Joe Flacco winning a playoff game where he was 4 for 10 for, like, 62 yards. I mean, come on. I mean, that's that that's a little bit, you know, that's where the numbers, you know, the numbers never lie, but they rarely tell the truth. That's that's kind of one of those things. So, I'd have to see, like, those things. But Three home games, two road games, by the way. So Yeah. Yeah, um, one Rome ga- one of those road games was in Kansas City to open up against the Super Bowl champions, and uh, and you know they had a they had a pick six for a touchdown. So like it, those are like it's hard to go on the road and win in this league. But uh, but I'm just telling you, Jared Goff is playing at an exceptionally high level. Uh, where are you at with the Bills? Yeah, you know, just this, they they look so good in in beating Miami, right? And they go to London and. Lose to Jacksonville. How unfair is that, by the way, that Jacksonville just yeah. gets to camp there? That was a, that's a fair point. Like, I know that Shad Khan, the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, wants to make Jacksonville, you know, London's team, you know, and expand globally and all this stuff. But, dude, you, you go there, you play a game against the Falcons in which you win, and then you just hunker down for a week and let the bills fly over on Thursday night you you've acclimated to the time and to everything else and you fly in like it's it's really so you're you, not holding that that buffalo loss against them in any way just no kind of they, i picked buffalo i picked buffalo to win and now i'm really looking at that going well you know this is the problem with me picking games i just I look at things i don't look at injury reports i don't look at i go i like that i like that i like that i like that oh you weren't Making those allowances when you got off to a hot start this season. You never brought that up. When no, you were I, picking games correctly, you never said that. No, I now still. Now you have one 0-3 week, and here come the excuses. I still. Wah, wah, wah. I, know, I still, I still <laughs> Jeez, pick the exact. I still pick the exact same way. But. Yeah, but I, I never heard about. Oh, I never looked well, at the Well, when you're winning, like, you don't. When you're winning, 
You know, I win with class, Mike. I don't pat myself on the back when I'm winning. I'm not like walking around like, oh, look how good I am. I'm so smart. Says the guy who says I'm a good loser, but I'm a real jerk as a winner. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Where am I with the with the Bills? I listen. They've lost their best starting corner in White, right? They lost their middle linebacker in Milano, who's a really good player. Uh, I say that right, Milano, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then I think they also lost one of their outstanding defensive tackles um, as well. And in the old, where there's smoke, there's fire. Nothing to see here. Oh, it's just a misunderstanding. I still, I know that, I know that Diggs is a really good player, but I still feel like there's a little bit of organizational tension there. So, and I don't know what that is, but... um, but hey, listen, man. If you're gonna if you're gonna be if you're gonna be a contender in this league, you've got to play with more consistency than the Bills. But you can't put it on Miami one weekend. And I understand that it was unfair conditions. Um, you know, up all night with crime, baby. I don't give a shit, right? You got to go out and you got to play well. And so I just I'm gonna reserve judgment on Buffalo. But I, I like this is a great get well game for them because they're playing. The inept Giants. I don't know how many sacks that Daniel Jones has taken in the last, but you're ba- you're basically going to run him out of football. I mean, you're going to get to the point where that dude's a big dude. He's a strong dude. He can run around, and do all those things. I don't care who you are. What do they have? Nineteen sacks in the last yeah. couple of weeks. David Carr is watching this, going, "Ooh, Who? Yeah. this is unfair." He's like, uh, he, "David Carr is looking at it like it was for the scene from Rocky." Go into town, you know, like. Yeah. Google David Carr sack numbers, uh-huh. and you'll understand where we're going at. You ready to get to the picks? Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Fresh off a week in which you went three, uh, 0-3 and, and I went 3-0. and 0. The comeback is underway. Yep. Oh, shoot. I forgot to bring my little book, but I'll put it, I'll put it down right here. So I went 0-3, and 3, Mike, yep. and uh, I am now currently 8-6-1. That sucks. Um, and you went 3-0. and 0. To move your tally up to uh, seven, eight, seven and eight, I think. Seven and eight, yeah. Yeah. So you're like, wow, I got right back into it. You're like two or three games behind me. Game and a half. All right, Uh, let's go. I go first this week. I'm going to take Cincinnati at (laughs) home. Fool. Well, you're feel free to take Seattle. Uh, Cincinnati at home minus three. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I, I like the way Seattle's playing, but they got to go back east again. Just seems they play like, really well back east. Uh, they do. But I told I, you that last time they won. You went against them. Um, that was against the Giants, though. I know, that foolish. was silly me, but I, I think Cincinnati's, uh, okay. you know, they understand they can't drop a, a, another home game. So I'm going to take Cincinnati uh, minus the three at uh, at home. I'm going to take San Francisco. I want to I want to officially put this under protest. What? You taking San Francisco. Why not? Well, because you hate the Shanahan's, and I now you're just, you have always hated the Shanahan's. Not, no. I don't know what Mike did, did to you, nothing. but you always are Give like, oh, the Shanahan's. So I That's just don't me think. busting your balls because you are like such, I mean, the, 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 the love you have for Mike Shanahan and the bromance you have with Kyle Shanahan. I got well, I just I got to tweak. I just think know, if you were, I bit. just think if you were honest, you would just. Yeah, eliminate. I'm not done. Eliminate. Though. I'm not done. I they're think they're a you, juggernaut I think, right now. I just think you, you should not be allowed they to They are a juggernaut. I'm going to take San Francisco minus the five and a half. And, uh, boy, the Belichick Bowl. Uh, Belichick against his uh, protege, 
Patriots have been outscored 72-3 to in their last two games. They go out to Vegas. Uh, Vegas got a, a, a good solid win the other night against Green Bay. I think they continue. I'll take Vegas minus three against the Pats. Okay. All right. So now we go back to the uh, winning ways. Three and zero. Oh, here we come. Uh, my philosophy here, Mike, is. Do you give, remember your picks? Yeah, kind of. Not really. Not really. <laughs> Let me see. Okay. My philosophy. He in so much. My philosophy is uh, is give points. I'm a giving type of guy. I am not afraid to give points because that's what I do. This is altruistic stink, making these picks. So I'm going to go to Miami, um, at Miami, giving 13 and a half to the Carolina Panthers. Fools. They'll beat them by 21. Easy. I'm going Miami, giving the 13 and a half. I'd give you 15. Uh, that's where I am right now. Then I'm going to go to Philadelphia, playing the New York Jets. I love what the Jets are doing right now. I love the way they're running the ball. I love the way they're playing defense. But you know what? Too much versatility, too much Jalen Hurts, and too much defense for Philadelphia. Philadelphia, minus seven. I'll give you the minus seven at the Jets to win against the New York Jets. And then lastly, you talked about Tampa Bay. We talked about Detroit in this podcast. I like Detroit. I like their physicality. Going to Tampa, giving up three. I'll take Detroit. I'll give you the three. You know what's going to happen because of that? Baker Mayfield is going to put you on his list. Or are you still on his list? No. Going back to Oklahoma days. No, Baker and I are tight now. Oh, are you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I talked to Baker. I, we talk, We hashed it out this summer. Let me just write this down really quick. Philly minus seven. <laughs> minus the seven. that Mark believes in so strongly. Yes. What did I pick? What did I pick? In Detroit. <laughs> Can I see your notes? <laughs> D-E-T. Detroit minus three. Lock it down. Lock it down. Lock baby. it down. That is Gospel right there. Anyhow. Um, hey, listen, thank you so much for being part of the show. We appreciate you guys here on the Sink of Truth podcast. Make sure you uh, download the show. Give us the thumb, thumbs up if you like us. And also, make sure you subscribe. There's a subscribe. Oh, that's easy for me to say. A subscribe button right there. Push the button. Subscribe. Um, all kinds of content. You can leave us comments as well, right? Yeah, and uh, don't forget to also follow us on uh, social media. Stay up to uh, the latest updates that we'll yeah. have for you. Links are in the description as well. So, all right, you guys uh, have a great one for everybody involved in the Stink Truth Podcast, for our producer, James, for Matt, who's over here doing his thing, for myself and for Mike. We'll talk to you guys later on next week.